0: What is the crack? Welcome to episode 4 of the Mess Express
1: podcast Welcome to episode 3 of the Mess Express podcast No, it's 4
0: because I did one on perimenopause Which was originally the first So it's episode 4, so welcome to episode 4
1: Welcome to episode 3
0: And happy Christmas Happy holidays It is Christmas It's Christmas It's absolutely
1: Christmas 12.01 on the 1st of November Is officially Christmas
0: This is the latest we've had no decorations up in a couple of years. (laughs) Yeah. What are you going to look at? You told me
1: me I was expressionless when I was listening last week.
0: No, what I told you last week was you messed up the whole editing process because when I was talking, you weren't even looking at me. You're freaking me out. Now, stop it. When I was talking, you were looking at the ground, or you were looking at the table, or you were looking at your hands. You weren't looking at me. And that... Kinda sums up marriage. I no. Can't, I can't. I have, to, I
1: have to have expressions when I listen.
0: I didn't say you have to have expressions and I don't know why you're talking like that as well. I said you could at least look at me when I'm talking. You look like an ignorant shite. If the shoe fits. No, well, but it looks as if you're just thinking about what you're going to say next. It looks as if you're not even going to be, like, l- respond to my question with an actual answer. Are you okay? No, I'm not.
1: No, you're not. And you yeah. haven't been for how many
0: days? Go fuck yourself.
1: <laughs> the lady, time of the month, has reared its ugly head and it has hit hard this time.
0: You're talking as if you know what it's like personally. You have no idea, my friend.
1: We suffer just as much. I want to make that clear. We suffer just
0: as much. You suffer just as much as us. We bleed for days and don't die. So, how do you suffer? And that's just the physical side. That's not to mention the pains, the hormones, the moods. You don't know, man. You aren't there. We experience all of that. We don't. Bar the bleeding. Oh, you get you get period pains. You get back pain. Do you? Do you actually? Do you get sore boobs? Do you get sore boobs? Are your boobs sore right now? No, they're not. Don't even start.
1: But all that pain, all that pain, cumulatively,
0: cumulatively,
1: up here for us men and
0: Uh, what we what we have to injure my heart bleeds My vagina bleeds free.
1: up my vaginas
0: no one's going up my vagina I have my period we've established this
1: yes we have but happy Christmas happy Christmas and I do have to speak more clearly because I got three messages on Instagram Mm -hmm. saying one of them was from an American listener who is living in Northern Ireland for I think she said four years and she still doesn't understand us we are far too
0: fast. She doesn't understand me. Us. But I put subtitles and everything. I work hard to make sure we are understood. Like. Yeah. It's you. It's all your fault.
1: It's not me. It I am going to talk a lot clearer.
0: No, please don't do that voice. It makes me sick. It gives me the serious ick. With don't.
1: With my expressions.
0: Stop. That is the creepiest thing I've ever seen. Pack it in. Look at me listening. Intently. On some of your expressions last week it was literally, kill me now, is she still talking? Jesus Christ, I wonder what the score in the match is, I could see it, I could see it all going through your head. Well maybe, if you stop talking. Well, the point of a podcast is to talk, right I'll not talk, we go.
1: Happy Christmas, happy Christmas, happy Hanukkah, happy holidays, happy Mosel No? Is that a Christmas
0: thing? Happy Mazel Tov. I don't know I'm not too sure So you're doing well On your own Continue
1: No problemo um, This last few days Have been Nightmarish for me That's the only way I can describe it Most weeks that you have
0: Well I get my period Like every two weeks These days So it's most weeks Your fun time In your lady garden I am fun time Bobby You really are Yay Yeah
1: But it is Christmas it's Christmas. Did you have a good Halloween? I did,
0: did I? Did you have a good Halloween? I had a great as Halloween. As long oh. as the Wayne's had a good Halloween, that's all that matters. But we got out and about up and there and we got to see all the stuff.
1: And all jokes aside, I got out more. You were genuinely crippled for a few days.
0: Because that's what, we're working back the period, chat that like hemorrhage hell for the first yeah. two days. Not that anybody wants to know that, but it's just not fun.
1: No, not at all. Halloween was... Fun for the kids, definitely.
0: Yeah, they loved it. They'd a ball. Yeah. But the issue is all the sweets. Yeah. That are still left that I'm still eating. You're still eating.
1: Yeah, I'm snacking a wee bit.
0: Yeah, I'm snacking a wee bit. You're fucking eating them. Yeah. Stop trying to act as if you're better than me. What? You're eating as much sweets as I am. No, I'm not. You are? No, I'm not. You are? No. You are? Woke me last night. They found out where we Jimmy's sweets were.
1: And where were they? At half twelve. And where were they? Half
0: twelve. Beside
1: And what else is at the side of your bed now that the the mountain of sweets has moved?
0: What? The wrappers. I just cleaned them up this morning. <laughs> so stop telling lies. Stop. T- stop outing me as an absolute mess of a woman. Seriously, this is just an attack on me. No, it's not. This podcast is just an attack on me.
1: You know what it is, too? See the excitement of the kids going trick-or-treating? It's not about... It's not about the physical sweets.
0: It's just the excitement. It's the excitement
1: of getting them and going to doors.
0: But I was really impressed. Like, people were giving up wee lady-outy things. Yeah. Toffee apples. lady uppy things. People had baked actual buns. Toffee apples. We just went to little. well you went to little. just wrapped up a few bags but so people are so good.
1: But I was impressed with my bags.
0: Ah, uh, Your bags were alright Nick. Your bags aren't bad. What? What do you mean? They were alright? No they were standard. You put flumps on.
1: No I didn't put flumps on. No in. you
0: opened up flumps and put them on like they weren't sealed bags so if anybody looked Got a wee drip, or if it was raining, that they got water on the flumps would have stuck to the crisps, and then the crisps would have stuck. Would have just messed up my whole snackathon. If it was me, i would have been very disappointed. Right,
1: I'm gonna cut the shit talking to you now. Okay, go for it. One thing you can attack me over, many is a thing, but not my Halloween bags.
0: Well, they weren't up to scratch,es so I'm not going to lie.
1: Okay, pipe down there. I'm going to explain the bags to you. The bags were a packet of crisps, a couple of marshmallows. A couple of them. A couple of flumps. Where are you from? Flumps. Before I was so rudely interrupted, a packet of crisps, a couple of marshmallows, a couple of big, like, strawberry sweets, uh, a fake Milky Way. <laughs> um, the little... They weren't fake. The little burgers. You know, the little, little gummy little. burgers. Mm. Them. Um, Where was the chocolate? The Milky Way. That's not chocolate. Um, and there was something else. But in that then they were all in a sandwich bag, which was tied and a knot really tight. So where are you getting your water mixing with your flumps?
0: It, I just, it's just so easy to make you bite. I just love when you get so worked up. About your Halloween bags. It was a personal attack. Your bags are personal attack. Yes. I'm you up about Halloween bags and you're attacking me about having my period and, and being in bad form.
1: I'm not attacking you about having your period. I'm, yeah. at- I'm attacking you about how far you take having your period.
0: I right, I take my period far. Explain. Explain. You're MIA. It's biology. I'm MIA. I'm missing in action. From what? What do you mean, from? What am I, what am I I from? What am I missing in action from?
1: For anybody that's not watching the podcast and listening, Serena just made a fuss at me. I didn't really? make a
0: fist, I just realised I was peeling off my acrylic nail polish last night and I was like, oh no, I'm going to look pure scummy. So it was like this, it was not a fist. What's that? Right, it's nothing, it's my nail furnish. It's not a fist, right? Just stop. Okay. Just stop. You're slander.
1: Halloween was brilliant.
0: Your period, Sander. Halloween was brilliant. Now it's time for Christmas. But first, I um, had to just kind of wrap up the tour by launching another tour.
1: Talk about out of the frying pan, into the fire.
0: <laughs> so would are <they> here, <laughs> right? So, you know, last week we were talking about like trolls and, and men, like commenting My Weight and stuff. So, in terms of launching the tour this week, there was loads of kind of local press... On social media, so like news outlets like Belfast Live and the SSE arena themselves and things were sharing that I was launching pre-sale this week. Some of the comments. (laughs) So these are obviously people that don't follow me that are getting this kind of pushed in their face. So I get it, like I don't take it too bad, but I want to tell you a couple of my favourites.
1: For a little bit of context, you have just finished at 28? A 24-show tour. Okay. And, shameless plug, what's your next tour called? All Tied Up. And when does it start? Uh, Next year. Yeah, June?
0: June next year, yeah. I'm going bigger, Mark.
1: You're going bigger. And do you want to tell everybody where your first show is going to be next year?
0: Yes. (laughs) It is in the SSE Arena in Belfast. The SSE, the SSE.
1: That's that that wee small venue, isn't it? (laughs) What am I at?
0: That's only eight and a half thousand people. I know. Oh my God. Like, I do these things. I say, yeah, let's go. SSE arena. Aye, let's do it. And then the next day I'm all, what the
1: fuck did I just do? The next day? About eight seconds
0: after. (laughs) I booked the SSE. I booked the SSE. I know. I know. I know. And it's going to be loads of nights of that. But do you know what? You're only young once. And if it comes to it, um, I'll just... Like, I don't know.
1: I don't know. We'll seal off loads.
0: We'll, we'll trim back the SSE. We'll make it, the capacity, £100 a night. And I'll just lose a fortune. So it'll be Sorry, better.
1: if you could all move up the front a wee bit, please. <laughs> uh, we're just trying to fill the space, if you don't mind. No, that's a lie too, because pre-sales went bonkers.
0: Uh, there's 2,000 gone already for the SSE, so it's crazy.
1: And along with the... Crazy sales, comms, crazy...
0: Comments? Anxiety? All right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Two different paths there. So are you just going to skim past the fact that you've just launched another tour also?
0: I'm not skimming past it. I'm kind of just panicking a wee bit. I'm not... I'm not... I'm not... I'm not... Like, saying, I'm not going to do it, stop it! Um, It's just bigger, it's a lot bigger for me, and it's scary. And I agreed to it, and and then, like, what, about eight seconds later, I was like, what did I do? But...
1: The immediate regret. But that's not regret, that's just scared. But it's good to be scared, because if you weren't scared, and you didn't have nerves, you'd be arrogant and cocky.
0: Uh well... There's no hope, and making me arrogant and cocky because I am shit in my pants. I'm scared. Yeah, scared's good though. Scared's good. Scared's good. I biggest fear is booking these bigger venues and nobody buying tickets. And I know pre sale happened yesterday, and it's eased my nerves a bit. Yeah. But could you imagine, like the SSE Arena capacity is eight and a half thousand,
1: <laughs> and we don't have that much family. <laughs> Sorry, could you could you move forward, please, a wee bit? We're just looking to film it. From. You
0: at the back? Can you can you come up here? Do you have any sisters, cousins, brothers, grandads? Do you get them on the phone? Bring them over.
1: Guys, we're just going to postpone the show fifteen minutes here to see if there's anybody outside that wants to come in. And if you's all wouldn't mind moving into the light where the cameras are,
0: <laughs> that would be fantastic. Ah, uh, so that's pretty much how my shows next year are going to go. In my mind, that's that's the biggest fear. Yeah and I think on the day that we launched the pre-sale there was a lot of press around it and it was a lot of local press but with that comes people that aren't following me yes. and with that comes people again <laughs> which is fine comedy subjective I know a lot of people don't find me funny it's absolutely fine but some of the comments were absolute belters somebody wrote in one of the Belfast Live articles <laughs> I've seen funnier mascards." <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what a mask card is, it's a card that you give to people at a wake when somebody has died. Yeah. So that's was that was one of my favourite comments. Um another one, she's a dose, I wouldn't go to my back door to see her. Oh <laughs>
1: uh, and that's what makes the world go round, isn't it? Dick,
0: what well, decades. Hey, do you know what? Everybody's entitled to their opinion and again, comedy is subjective but it's hard whenever you know you're releasing stuff onto your own channels and it's people that follow you. Yet, when you get more press it opens you up to a whole different world of opinions, let's say. I think something
1: about opening up that online demographic is that's not your audience. So, the fact that if you don't like
0: it you just take it on the chin, because
1: it is what it is.
0: On the chins. On the numero... On the chins. Don't you, you're not allowed to say it. I'm allowed to say it. I'm allowed to give myself stuck stick about my chins. You are not. Um, I'm,
1: I'm trying to, like, bump you up to get, you know, back in the
0: game. To get buff? Yeah, sure. Uh, somebody else wrote, um, if only she was as funny as she is fat." No way. <laughs>
1: no, that's too far.
0: No, it's just... It is just that thing It's once you get That external press And it's outside Of people that follow You have to You have to be ready For it like.
1: Yeah But also then people That write them comments That's That's their day made Because they think They've won up Someone who has A following who-
0: Bar Bar the mask yard, Bar the mask commenter Comment there That was That was I liked it Could that be a thing
1: Funny mask cards.
0: I w- If I died I would love everybody To bring funny mask cards. I have. I'm going to wag at the Christie your ass at it us, it's you. You're have, everywhere, all over Facebook.
1: I have several burner accounts and it is so hard to keep up. I wouldn't say that, I would say it to your face.
0: Which one? Period face, would you say it to period face? No. No, you wouldn't? No way. Absolutely not.
1: I may be, um, stupid, I'm just not that stupid.
0: Mm. well... We agree on something. I'm stupid. <laughs> Funny mascara. So, usually, mascara are like they're holy. They're holy. Yeah. Like they are religious, and it's like a picture of Jesus and a lamb or something. And it's like, say something from the Bible, and then people just sign their name, but it's like, it's a nice way, after somebody dies, you like go through the cards. Sometimes you forget it wakes who was there. Yeah. But do, do you think people keep mask cards in a memory box?
1: I think so. I think out of sort of gratitude.
0: Some people bury them.
1: Oh, in the coffin.
0: Oh. Uh, yeah. I know we did. I think something...
1: I don't know... I know England is... The, or the UK is a lot different. I know America is a lot different. So in Ireland, when somebody dies... They get their autopsy and then they're brought back to a family home or a family member's home and it's an open coffin.
0: Really. Not all the time, depends. No, it depends. depends yeah. on the death.
1: Um, but everyone comes and pays their respect over two or three days. And there's another thing, it depends on if you die like before six o'clock or after six o'clock, what day you get buried uh, and all that stuff.
0: But it's only like two, three days maximum.
1: Three days at the most, can't yeah. And
0: not do like weeks for weeks?
1: No, they don't do a week for a week, they the body just doesn't get buried for a few weeks. So it's kept it's kept m- mainly in funeral homes and that. Oh, okay. And then it's um, very, very rarely it goes to a house It stays in a funeral parlor or a funeral home and then they go and pay their respects and do their mass and then do their burial.
0: Do you know why they call awake, awake? I don't know. Because, like, years and years and years ago, people had to stay awake because sometimes the bodies used to come back to life. No. They did? Well when you think about it, like there wasn't as many advances in, in medical clinical shit. Like If
1: someone's dead, they're
0: dead, surely. No, I've read loads of stories about like people being buried and like
1: Hello Let me out Was those stories Goosebumps the book? Oh Goosebumps. When you were nine? <laughs> right.
0: No, there is like well, do you know what, it's in the land of the internet but I have heard stories. Imagine that imagine that would be my worst fear, being Buried alive. Yeah. My god. Mm. Mm.
1: Is there any cake?
0: Any cake? I'm all lord, I've lost too many
1: chins. Someone get a scales. So I think I've lost a few pounds on here.
0: <laughs> Let me out there show you how I am.
1: <laughs> Coming out. <The> Selfie. <laughs> Looking like death warmed up. No, I've never heard of that.
0: Well I, I've read it on the internet so take that with a pinch of salt but apparently that's what it means because you had to stay awake because sometimes bodies used to oh it's happening now lads but how, how how's awake going? but how quick were they with awake? The
1: John's dead right put him in that box and him in that thing there now he's not sitting there for a day and then he's coming became...
0: it was the olden days Mark we yeah. don't know yeah we don't know so
1: funny mascards. That's my next venture.
0: Funny mascards. Funny
1: mascards. Can you get
0: on the fairy clever.
1: Let's put the fun on funeral. That's a start. That's a good strap line. Yeah.
0: That is a very good strap yeah. line.
1: you heard it here first.
0: Right, so give me an example of a couple of funny mascards.
1: Funny mascards. Okay. I suppose you could have the, the, the ones like Highway to Hell, no? You know, if you didn't like the person.
0: I would like to go a bit more personal. Uh, like, Even if you did like a person,
1: what do you mean personal?
0: Like attack like them? The mascara No, I would like have a mascara with like old pictures of them being blocked and all from back in the day. <laughs> Not attack them. Not going to attack somebody that's dead. But I mean, like something like, I was signed and all, but he smelt like shit.
1: <laughs> he was good crack, but I'm glad he's dead.
0: I uh, stuff like that. Uh,
1: he owed me a tenner. Fuck you, Darnell. <laughs> Will be a tenor
0: kid, Darnell. Imagine Darnell's funeral. That
1: would be a good card. Darnell's move. week.
0: That would be a good card. Fuck you, Darnell. <laughs> will be a tenor decade. You never said mate after it? I was waiting on you. Oh, to speak very funny. Um,
1: okay, any other be funny
0: mascards? We're just not in a funny mood today. No. It's your fault you've your period? Nope. I am Sam. You're Sam. hey. Yeah. You're zen. Is that tear annoying you on my <sighs> shoulder? Just take it off and stop of staring at it. I'm shit as well. I am shit. Well, do you know what? We'll That's not talk it. about it. It's all part of it. It's all part of it.
1: Coming out of there and growing here.
0: Nice to see you listen. Yeah. You're on track.
1: Always. Too afraid not to.
0: Good. So the wee man went back to school today and you got to see a wee bit of what happens. <laughs> the fact. Why, why does coffee and tea make me burp?
1: It was the fact you burped and kind of, instead of holding it in, you kind of looked to me and went. <laughs>
0: it's because I love you, I was blowing you a burp kiss. Jesus. Why are women not allowed to burp? Or why do. Why, 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 what's wrong with women burping? Why are women, like, looked down upon? Why are women judged when they burp? It has to go somewhere. Like if I burp, I can do like a wee burp inside my mouth and then like, <laughs> like well, where's it going to go? If I if I have to burp, right, it's either going to go back down or it's going to come out. And I can do like a wee, like a, a silent burp in my mouth, but the air is going to come out. I was not blowing it your way. I was just doing a burp.
1: That was 90 seconds of you asking me a question and answering four different ways.
0: Well, go ahead and answer it then. <gasps>
1: Why can women not burp? Why women can burp? Exactly. Ah, but the fact that you just took the
0: feminine route. And well, I'll take a feminine no, route if I, I can't. want. You just judge me when I burped. No, you I judge didn't. me all the time when I burp. You judge me when I fart. You judge me so hard when I burp. Maybe it's the fact
1: that you're left in the blankets when you're doing it.
0: Waft them. I've never, I've, I've never ever done that. It's, but it's normal. Women burp. Women fart. I know well, well why do you go on As if I've just Fucking kicked a dog In the face Because you whenever blew Whenever I fart You blew It's
1: not You blew the burp In my face oh, fuck me oh. Marriage y'all Ah oh, for God's sakes I give up Oh shit And that was this week's podcast Thanks for coming <laughs> You're gonna to have to do the rest of it on you,
0: I'm not doing it. I have a t-shirt underneath. Oh. Oh, every time I laugh, there's no point with me putting on mascara for this podcast data Mark's every time I laugh. I know. Right.
1: But that was the first, spitting tea all over.
0: Right, so we're okay. MacBooks okay, mics are okay. I'm okay. Mark's okay. My mascara's not okay. I think he's not okay. Did you spit that under my coffee? Test it and find out. Marriage goals. No. Marriage goals. I'm not going to take that risk. Right, what are you trying <laughs> to say? We had swapped fluids before. Love. Moving on. That was... Um, Swiftly.
1: Consensual, that wasn't.
0: So, so you're starting a fully mask yards company? And your strap line is going to be, put the fun in funeral. Let's put the fun back
1: in funeral. Love it. Yep. Love it. Mark's mask cards. Get them here.
0: Where? Before it's too late.
1: <laughs>
0: <Jesus>. <laughs> oh, the pun master. Yeah. So this morning, so you're not at work today. So this morning you got to witness what I was talking about last week. From our youngest bucko. For a kid. Meltdown. Yeah. started pre started to pre-empt his, uh day off school shall we say for a bit his of context. ailments
1: and for a bit of context he was off for five days and he was going back to school today which is Thursday and he only has two days this week
0: I was get all over my.
1: no you still have tea in your chin <laughs> one of them <laughs>
0: Oh, that's a club there. <laughs> so can't burp, can't have me period, can't fart, can't have more than one chin. This is not the marriage I signed up for. Correct. Mm.
1: Let's get that old agreement out. Yeah, so, or we boil back to school after having five days off and you're telling me that I got to witness what you go through. Huh. Yeah do your version of events and then I'll do my version of events and we'll see what parents sort of...
0: He genuinely just started last night. He knew he had school today and he had already started saying, do have school? Why do I have to go back to school? Because there's some kids not going back today and his big sister isn't going back today. And he started with, I have a sore hand. Yeah. And then he had a headache. And then he had what he calls a spiky boob. <laughs> Which is constipated? Is that is that
1: a thing out there for parents? Spiky poos. Because I've I've talked to a couple of boys in work and mentioned spiky poos, and they've all went spiky poos.
0: They knew. Yeah. They knew what the spiky poo yeah. was. It must be just kids when they're young. They've got like you know one of those sharp poos. Yeah. Do you ever get spiky poos? <sighs> I'm a poo machine. You are. Yeah. You poo a lot. Yeah.
1: I have it like I base I. I'm an expert on the stool chart. One to five, I can tell you what, what type. What type are you are? What type
0: anybody <laughs> you is? Just said I'm an expert on the stool chart. So are you referring to yourself as a lump of shit?
1: No, I'm an expert on on shit.
0: Right. So what number is your shit, and why are we talking about this? Right. Let's go back to Spiky Poos.
1: Spiky Poos. So keep going with your version of events of what happened.
0: I love the way you say keep going with your version of events. It's like I'm going to lie. So he preempted it all. It was all in the build up. We went up to bed last night. He started crying. He was crying, 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 crying. Got up this morning, crying. Didn't want to go to school. Had a sore hand. Was like, I'll not be able to write. And must have thought to himself that we don't, that this is my way to get a day off school. He was like, I won't be able to write. And I was like, I'll write the teacher a note if your hand's really sore. And the teacher... um. As Long as you're sitting there listening, she won't mind. And he was like, No, it's not like that anymore. And then he cried some more and cried some more and cried some more. And you were like, Right, he'll be fine. I'll just take him to school. And he was crying, hugging on to me. Could I leave him? And you were like, Nope, let's go, let's go.
1: Yeah. And I could see, I could see how emotionally stressed you were getting too. It's so hard. It's yeah. So hard. And I could see you starting to, I can see. How he can sort of manipulate the sick thing with Uh, you a bit more, yeah? Because let's face it, mothers are a lot softer. Well, personally, yes, I am. You're, you're. They they know how to play in your emotions a hell of a lot more, and I think that's why they go to you a hell of a lot more. And it's not that I'm like a bad dad or like this really strict parent and that, but I think when it comes to
0: stricter than me.
1: I think when it comes to mum and dads, I think dads have option A and B, where mums have A, B, C, D, E. You know, there's a lot more sort of avenues of nearly manipulation when it comes to stuff with kids. They will play on your heartstrings a lot more. And I could see this morning, you were nearly starting to waver. You were trying to tell me stuff. He was actually up quite a while last
0: he night. He was. He was up most of the night. He's going to be absolutely exhausted. And all I kept saying was, I want to go to sleep. I want to go to sleep. And of course, that's going to pull on my heartstrings yeah. because I'm exhausted because I was up with him all night. So I know how he's feeling. So I'm like, yes, he he definitely could go back to sleep right now. Do you not... I'm, I'm very much
1: of the parenting style where you have to be a wee bit cruel to be kind, But... When I say that, it means when it's in their best interest. So I'll, I'll give you like an example of he had toothache uh. yesterday and it was like uh, you want to put on a temporary phone. Uh. He he will need the dentist. He's getting to uh. that age where he will need the dentist. He needs to get his baby teeth out. Now he had a toothache and you were like, can we put on the temporary foam?" And it was like 15 months of crying and, and snodders and fighting. And... I would be very much of the case of, let's just book the dentist, let's just rip the band-aid off straight away, let's get it all done. And you were like, no, we'll try again in a wee while, and we'll give them time, and then it goes back to the same thing. And, you know, my brash way would fix the long-term problem, but it didn't do anything for the short-term. Where your short-term problem fixed the there and then, which was brilliant, which is what needed sorted. Because if you hadn't have got that full them. We would have had a full day yesterday and a full day today of pain and, and crying and everything.
0: I but he would have been at the dentist today. It was short term, I. but he would have had to go to, he's going to have to go to the dentist eventually, like that wee temporary filling's not going to hold him. But I, he just acts up differently for me than he does with you and I think that is probably a universal thing there's always going to be that push-pull dynamic between two different parents there's always going to be a good cop and there's always going to be a bad cop if that's what you want to call it
1: yeah and I think dads have to take the role of bad cop because why is that? because they're just more blunt and I Mm -hmm. do think I do think they do look after the interest of the kid the kids even more so than mothers in the way of let's let's fix the problem instead of just patch it? Uh,
0: I can, right, mm, I can see a wee bit of what you're saying. I and personally, again, I'm not saying this is every mother, this is personally me. I, I, I hate being the backup. Yeah. I am a softie. Yeah. I am a pushover and I'm sure a lot of my wrapping them in cotton wool doesn't pay off in the long run for things. I agree, you need to be staring with them to help build resilience and I, I see that being a big role of yours which is great and you help me to see that sometimes but then other times they would be like don't be so hard on them don't be so hard on them so there's I think it's look, it's, it's balance isn't it
1: and that's something I have to learn too. you I have to learn to know when to be sort of cruel to be king uh, because there's as you said there's times where you're like don't be so hard on them And there's time.
0: times you argue with the kids as if they are your siblings and yeah. it drives me mad you try and get the last word? No, it's not the last oh word. Oh my God, it is. Well, it's, it's how kids learn. But we have very different upbringings. And I think that maybe comes through in your parenting style as well. Like, especially with boys and their daddies. Whenever you kind of started being a daddy, you're very much probably under the remit of boys don't cry. Boys do this, boys do that. There's still times I hear you telling, stop crying like a girl and I've heard you say things to him that it wasn't you being nasty. It's what your daddy probably told you and his daddy probably told him. What are you crying for? Only girls cry. That is a massive, massive thing for men's mental health.
1: I would say, I would say, stop crying like a baby. I don't say
0: Priority. Because I've corrected you. No. I have corrected you on a number of occasions throughout the years that you don't say that and you don't say, well, this is just for girls or that's just for girls or stop being a baby. Like that is, that makes, in his head, when he's so young and so vulnerable, that builds the foundations of how he should express his emotions and I think that has a lot to do with men's mental health at the minute and hopefully it will start to change.
1: No, I disagree. I disagree. Um, men's mental health as a whole another podcast session. But I, I, I know what I know what, I know exactly what you're saying. When it comes to how they're going to be in future life and all the rest, I don't think sort of, for want of a better term, that you hate, helping a man up a wee bit.
0: Right. I'll ask you a question. When's last time you hugged your daddy?
1: Christmas probably
0: But I hugged my mummy Yesterday At least six times It's just the way I am You'd hug that ring light If you got a chance I love hugs I know I know But it's just I don't know What it is But like Especially your parents Were you and your daddy Really like Touchy feely In the sense of You know hugs Oh yeah Until what age Probably like 11, 12 and isn't that wild sad the way, like, when you grow up you stop, like even our teenager. Yeah, but As it's borscht her hug me. Yeah, but it's, it's just growing up. Why? As I say, I still hug me mommy. Aye,
1: but... It's that whole thing too of when you're a teenager, you're trying to be independent, you, you don't want that physical... Touch as much, it doesn't mean you don't love them as much. No, I but don't I think be. once you come through your 20s and you've sort of grown up and you've lived and you've you've done, you've experienced life a bit, you just become more appreciative of your parents. Therefore, you want to show them a bit more affection again because you realize what you're doing now is what they done for you.
0: Mm. Yeah. And maybe it is just because we're different people as well. But exactly. I do think, like, there are times and there will be loads of times in the future. we bump heads about parenting styles a lot. Yeah. And especially when it comes to that push and pull on the bad cop and the good cop, it's like this is the way I would do it and you're like, well this is the way I would do it and it's like sometimes we literally have to sit down and talk about it or it just spirals and a complete fallout between you and I.
1: And you touched on something there that we do talk about and it's that our childhoods aren't their childhoods.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's a big massive difference because if growing up if we had what our kids had mm. we would feel like superstars totally. millionaires we would feel spoiled because let's face it they are
0: but all children are these days yeah not all I'd say the majority and I found that from doing shows and kind of making a joke out of it that the majority of us our generation grew up dirt poor. And we look at our kids now, like, and it's like, oh my god, if we were them but times have changed, you cannot compare our childhood no. to theirs. And I don't think I don't think it
1: was our generation grew up dirt poor. We just weren't spoiled in the way that kids
0: are spoiled. No, well now. we were dirt poor. There's only two in your family, there's nine in yeah. mine.
1: I know, I know, I
0: know, and that's where we, we That's got... a lot to do with our oh, yeah. arguments. Massively possibly. so. I always tell a joke about how um, if you grew up without much, you're more inclined to want to spoil your children and maybe it is that psychological thing of knowing that you didn't have much growing up. Yeah. And it definitely made me so resilient and made me so hard working. And there's times when I look at the kids and I'm like, am I... Removing the ability for them to be resilient and hardworking by spoiling them at times, yeah, and it backfires, and that's what you always say too.
1: I always say that exactly what you said there is that you know you kind of over spoil them and maybe overdo stuff where I'm like, no, you have to do these things yourself because it's going to get that time where there's going to be yeah. no mommy and daddy, and you you've kind of hit the nail on the head there where you're like. Am I teaching? Am I teaching them a way to be not to be resilient, where that sort of more hardcore parenting style from me is like, we can spoil them, but we also need to teach them that they need mm, to wash I dishes, get wash clothes, be independent. Not everything's handed on a plate. Be hardworking, mm. and I think that's another thing that we've we've kind of struggled with, especially now that you're on tour, is that you're. Trying to teach your kids that you need to work hard. You need to, you know, be focused, be determined. But it comes at a bit of a cost as well.
0: And that's been a hard lesson for me too. Because before I started doing this, what was I working? Like 50, 60 hours a week? Yeah. In the corporate world and even more before that, travelling as well. But kind of climbing the corporate ladder because I thought that's what I wanted to do.
1: I think something too that was really hard for you is that you were... were like if you had a normal week where you were doing forty hours, mm. you were still doing your gym at lunchtime. Mm. You were doing as much as the housework and cooking that you do, along with all the activities that you still done with the kids. Mm. Thinking back now, how how did you do it? Like,
0: no, no, but I'd love to be back in that mindset again. In a know, way, yeah, I because you... I am definitely lazier. Don't go to the gym. Don't do as much. It's this. It's sitting at home. It's working yeah. from home. It's just it's soul destroying at times.
1: You're a prisoner in your own four walls. Mm. You really are, and that's where like it's a fine line for me to try and push you on to do stuff because I I couldn't I couldn't sit in the house, work in the house, sleep in the house, eat in the house, mm. do everything you do with just with with, with my nature. But I can see how quickly you have fall in the downward spiral of, you know, doing four or five hours sort of intense work, whether it be videos, book writing, um, you know, organising your 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 media output and all that, mm. and then going, right, I need to go up and get changed, go to the gym for an hour, and then I need to come back and get shared and get stuck into this again.
0: But that's as easy as it is, that is as simple as it is, but... As you say, you get stuck in a, in a big rut. Like, that's, I always envied you during COVID. You were out working the whole of COVID. Yeah. And I remember how hard that was at the time because it was so fresh. Whereas now I'm all, I could do this all the time. But then at times I'm just like, no, this is like, I need a new routine. It's definitely a slippery slope into nearly social anxiety this is my wee safe space you know this is where my family is is but I can totally empathise with anybody who's still working from home when they're looking at themselves going what has happened, my routine why am I not going to the gym, why am I not doing this why have I put on weight, this is why
1: and then if I try and push your buttons a wee bit to get you out of that you, you put up a barrier
0: what do you mean? at times when I go
1: I've always said to you do two or three hours work, the kids are at school, get changed, we have two gyms that are about a three-minute drive, mm. get off, up up off of your hours and go to the gym. Uh. It's only 45 minutes. Uh. And sometimes you go, yeah, but it's not that easy because I have this. And sometimes, I, and you know, it's that sort
0: of... Okay, it's procrastinating, like, no, but making I, excuses sometimes. And sometimes I genuinely like can't go, like, or or whatever. And that's...
1: And that's where it's, it's hard for me to try and sort of push you, but know the boundaries of you don't want to do it at the times, or you physically can't do it. And you put a lot of pressure on yourself at work.
0: I do, because it's all towards the... I've been doing it now for three years, and I'm like... The pressure that I put on myself, even with this new tour, like I'm kind of like, oh my god, what am I doing? And I, I was regretting it straight away after I did it. But I think, get, as you said, it's a good thing. But I still want to stay in my wee safe haven. I don't want to go. Like Shelley would be coming to me with auditions for things and TV roles in London. on oh, and I be like, oh, I can't. I can't go away from the kids. No. The tours, as far as I would go away for the kids, when I go away from them, so let's have an ambition too it's ambition I but it's also like what is the cut off point I'm always trying to check in with my mental health and you're always checking in and then I'm checking in with you and we're like is this the right thing how many times do we have this conversation should I go back to work
1: Yeah, about should three, I go
0: back to the office
1: yeah about three times this year you're like no it's not for me I'm, I'm quitting I'm leaving it I'm not doing it I'm finishing it's not good for me it's not good for you it's not good for the kids and then the next day it's just straight back into work I mm-hmm. know because that's what it is at the end of the day,
0: it's work, it's your work. It is, but like in terms of monetization, I have no salary, I have no sick pay, no. I have no pension. I don't know where money's coming from next month. And that is when it starts to build up. And then when you have been in the house for so long and you're not training, that's going to combine and it's going to bring you down. And that's when I start saying, I can't do this anymore. I need D. I need a routine, I need a job, I need a routine.
1: And you're the only one. That can force that routine, and that's the hardest part.
0: I know. But what was so nice about being on tour this year was having a routine. We had such a good routine going, travelling, prepping, studying, getting ready, moving on. It was lovely to be out of the house. It was lovely to be seeing people, seeing new places. Yes, there was Mamma guilt there that was shit, but that was because I hadn't been getting out as much as I should have been anyway. Yeah. So I'm hoping this next year is going to be... I'm going to be back in routine. It's not going to be as hard on the kids seeing me go away on tour. It's not going to be as hard on me or you. And that it balances out. But I genuinely don't know what I'll be doing in in six months time. Well, I'll be in the SSE asking um, people to move up to the front. Any friends or family
1: close by want to come to the show?
0: I don't know what I'll be doing in two years' time. But look, at the end of the day, as parents, as a mother... And I know you're the exact same. If it came to it, I would go and get a job cleaning people's shoes on the street, if it meant. Yeah. And come to support my family, my children, my house, and you. And you would do the exact same for me. So that always keeps me grounded. Like, And a lot
1: of people always ask me, oh, why are you still a bin man? Why do you still work for the council? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, for a start, there's not that much money in doing what you're doing at the minute. No. Nope. No. Is there potential to grow it? Absolutely. Is that why you've booked bigger venues and try and, you know, push the boundaries a wee bit, do something out of your comfort zone, take it to the next level? Yeah. But people always say, oh, why are you still here? Because, for a start, who knows what's around the corner?
0: I know. Especially this year. You have such a secure job in terms of pension and sick pay and all of that. Um, it's social for you, you know, it's hard graft, but if you I like, love it. I like my job. Aye, yeah, I, you I like, like your my job.
1: job. It's still work, you still have days you don't want to go, one, or days where something's happened and you're pissed off. No. That's life, tough shit.
0: And you can leave work at work. That must Yeah. I'd be so jealous of people who can do that.
1: It took me a long time to learn to do that though. i I think it's just my nature to sort of, not take things personal, but just take my work home. If, if if someone else was in a bad mood, I'd overthink of why they were in a bad Sorry. mood. Was it something to do with me? You know, and it was hard for me to sort of switch off. But now I can just go.
0: See you after mate. Yeah, you had on. Just talk you like all your Darnell ones. Darnell, see after you owe me a tenner to Kia. So I we'll wonder if this time next week we will have our Christmas decorations up. Well. Our oldest our oldest is asking for Saturday and our youngest is just like can we keep the Halloween decorations up? Yeah.
1: Our oldest our youngest has put us on a, a two week wait list because a few weeks ago he said, Daddy, yeah. See when Halloween's over. Yeah. We are not fucking putting up the Christmas tree <sighs> the day after.
0: And I so, cursed
1: Yep. And he And
0: what did you say?
1: And I says well How close can we put the Christmas tree up
0: Big bad cop daddy didn't say Don't you dare curse You're grounded you skipped over that one didn't you I was scared See there are things that you do You kind of let slide Oh
1: definitely But I'm also not stupid Because he started at four weeks And I said one <laughs> Now this is like one week after Halloween To put up the tree And he went to three oh. And I went to one again So he came to two I think he curse again he says that's it <laughs> deal
0: you just spat in your hand I didn't you spat tea at my face not at not at your face
1: you just about
0: you made me laugh
1: you spat it into my hand. you coffee. judged me because I burped because yeah. a tea burped so by the probably 8th of November our Christmas decorations will be up
0: we love it we absolutely love it if there's anybody out there wants to send us free Christmas stuff send away
1: anything size doesn't matter we'll put it off extending the house
0: <laughs> for a fake igloo out the back we will take a fake igloo a
1: fig glue a, f- a fig I love it and I'll sell my mascards out of there
0: yeah um,
1: we'll do a meet and greet on the figloo.
0: Christmas cards do
1: the next podcast
0: on the figloo. oh my god could you imagine
1: that's the dream we are OTT with Christmas.
0: We are. Um, it looks that... like Christmas vomited in our house. Yeah, and that annoys people. <laughs> it does. We're not. We're not like Christmas with the cranks outside. It's not too bad, but we're early, and I suppose. No, we're not. And I have to get a new blow up snowman this year because the last time there was some metal or something in the attic and it rusted his belly. No, I, I tried to clean it and I was like, this will not do. We cannot have an inflatable snowman with a rusted belly. I
1: know the poor snowman was he looked the rust made him look like he shit his front bum.
0: I know the critter. Um,
1: Christmas is Christmas is an unbelievable time for us. We love it. Mm-hmm. Our families love it. There's a new baby in our family this year mm-hmm. for Christmas.
0: The Very new excited.
1: Niece. New niece. Um, a lot of my work colleagues hate the fact that I love Christmas so much. Like, they get angry. One guy that I worked with last year had the music on from the 28th of November. Me and him. Christmas the fuck. Out of Downtown Radio. This year, there's two different guys on. They say Christmas Eve, you can listen to some music. Little do they know I'm getting them off alright. Fuck that. Christmas music is going to be off.
0: Love it. So, tune in next week to find out if we have got our Christmas decorations off. If- tune in tune
1: in next week to see us doing the podcast from the car because the house is going to be that full of Christmas stuff there's going to be no room
0: we're going to have to get the bike out because the bike is not staying during Christmas we're not wrapping tinsel right out just about to say I was gonna bike tinsel no no we're not for a bit of context the bike has been
1: out since we last talked
0: of course it has once yeah, but that was once And your a... actual words when you were going out were saying, I have to go out in this fucking bike now because you fucking guilt-tripped at me and do it on the fucking podcast. And, so I... You literally <laughs> went to the bottom of the street and came back up again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did.
1: I went to Funcretta. But the other <laughs> thing about that is um I set up the payment plan for the bike and the guy that owns... <laughs> the guy that owns the... Bike store, shout out to LK Bikes Slater Kenny. All oh, your bike and needs covered in one roof. <laughs> in place. Um, setting up the payment plan and he texts me saying, um, have you been out in it or have you used it or is it still sitting in the sitting room? I'm <laughs> like, fucking podcast.